Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin. He was under Adam Gase, Alan Hahn. I know. Presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us via the Goodyear hotline. Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, kicking it with J. Will. Guys, I'm going to... I'm gonna need your help for this. That was a that was an anxiety ridden afternoon when that yeah, trade Bart, went down. Him. Man, it's, it's I, I think it's a win win for everybody, Alan. Why is it really, a win win? I, I, I would. I mean, Sam Darnold's going to you know in that division now. He's a young quarterback. You know that's about to lose. It's about to lose Tom Brady. It's about to lose Matt Ryan, and he'll be one of the young, talented quarterbacks within that division. He re, he he re, uh, reunites with Robbie Anderson, who he had tremendous chemistry with. You know, he talked about thousand-yard receiver when he was here or close to it. You know, what imagine what he's going to do next year with his ability to to have these off-schedule plays, the chemistry that they already Matt have. Matt Rule was going to be his Moore. coach in New York, if right. Yep. Yeah, but you know, Chris but, Johnson had allowed him just to pick his own but I'm, coaching I'm, staff before anybody anybody else say the whole thing and the tree falls in the woods and and I say something. I'm, I'm going to tell you this, Jay, what this all means, right? Uh, what this means is that you're going to have Teddy Bridgewater more than likely if you think about pace, if they're smart. Teddy Bridgewater is a young quarterback that you can go get that's proven, that's played within the division. So I can see them making a trade for Teddy Bridgewater, maybe giving the, the Chicago, Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears maybe giving up that fourth. So now, listen, a Carolina. Th- a third veteran quarterback? So, so listen, so listen. Now Carolina gets a fourth round, get their fourth back. So really they only gave up a six and a second for Sam Darnold. And then in turn, the Jets need a veteran uh, quarterback. So in turn, then Nick Foles reunites with Joe Douglas, oh, and now you're only spending ten million dollars at your quarterback position. I just you threw need, up in my you, mouth. Listen, you need somebody to be a, to start the season. It's no way you can start Zach Wilson at quarterback. So watch what I tell you. All right. That's what's that's going to be the musical chairs because it's not a veteran quarterback out there to be able to to take snaps behind center. For the Jets. So the realistic thing, you think about Nick Foles isn't a mobile quarterback. He isn't. But he is a guy that had tremendous success in an RPO type of system, putting the, putting the ball in the belly. He's going to hold, keep the seat warm for six weeks as you get the young guy prepared. You look at when the bye week is coming, and then that's when you start Zach Wilson. And it all starts, you know, you hope that he has the success that, 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 that um, Justin Herbert had and hope that you move that way. All right, so everybody listening to Chicago right now, I'm wondering oh. what they think of this whole thing. 888-SAY-ESPN. Teddy is not a bad consolation prize. That's an upgrade. 729-3776. Bart called it a win-win. But yeah. I wonder if somebody lost this trade. Nah. And maybe it's the team that wasn't even involved in the trade, and that, of course, Chicago. Because, Jay, friends of mine in the media in Chicago, one of, one of my closest friends out there, he went on a rant with me last night on mm-hmm. a, a, a text chain where he was just destroying – the Bears front office and how could you possibly botch this? You knew the guy was going to be available and you don't even try to make a move for him. And that means I'm talking about Sam Darnold. Instead, you're trying to convince everybody that you're all in with Andy Dalton on a one year, $10 million contract. Oh, are you going to read? Are you going to read the message from your friend? Would you, is it, is it that kind of rant that you want to read? I could, if you want me to, I mean, I, I, I would love to hear it because I, yesterday when the news dropped, I was outside it was finally 70 degrees yeah, here in Connecticut. Day. Yes. I was relaxing. I was having a great day. And then I, then I heard it, and my phone started blowing up mm-hmm. from four or five Chicago friends. So I'm curious what your friend says, and then I'll tell you right. what the hell I think about the whole situation. Right, my friend, I just asked him, like, why wouldn't the Bears trade for Sam? And, and he said because their front office is extremely, all caps, incompetent. They'd rather go with Dalton over Darnold. They sealed their own fate with that move. He said they've been selling to the fans that they believe in Dalton, and Bears fans – 
should give him a chance. And then he said, with the horror stories we've seen over the years with this franchise, being mad is a waste of energy. Disgust and exhaustion fit better. He said they signed Andy Dalton like he was the only available quarterback option they had. I doubt they ever considered trading for Donald. Again, that front office is incompetent. He said the franchise has hung their hats too long on the 85 team. Chicago should feel embarrassed that we've allowed them to swindle generations of families <gasps> with mediocre football. Preach. It's Went bad over here. Uh, uh, Bart, before you go. And then he said, how's the I, family? I, <laughs> I, I, I typically am and, and usually objective, and my, my playing mentality comes out sometimes when we talk about specific sports. But I, and I, I, I hate to do this. But I am just so over <laughs> Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. Like I, I, I'm ready for them just to go somewhere, not in Chicago. Go just go somewhere else and take some years off and relax. Like it, it's, it was a knee jerk reaction to sign Andy Dalton because of failed attempts on guys like Russell Wilson, or you're waiting to see what happened with Deshaun Watson. Knee jerk reaction, and then but to have the audacity to not double or triple, but quadruple down essentially on Andy Dalton to release. Press it like he's our guy, QB1. Mm-hmm. QB1, really, QB1. <laughs> and I'm sitting here looking at Sam Darnold, and as soon as we started this whole conversation, I'm like, why not Chicago, guys, for Sam Darnold? I know sometimes Chicago fans are like, oh, why do we want Sam Darnold? Or, you know, Keyshawn was hard on keeping Mitch Trubisky, and which obviously makes sense if you're signing Andy Dalton, right? But I'm sitting here looking at Sam Darnold being like, okay, Sam Darnold now is going from Adam Gase to Joe Brady. You know how happy Sam Darnold is? Maybe, maybe I should actually just feel happy for Sam Darnold that he's not going to the misery of Chicago with Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. It, it's, it, it's beyond me that a guy with so much young talent and Sam Darnold, and Bart, you and I know this, who you play with matters. Yeah. Who coaches you matters. Like, obviously, there's still a ton on the player, but my damn first year in the league, I played the triangle. Like, it's not a system built for point guards. I know fans don't like to hear the nuances, but when your playbook changes constantly over and over again, yeah. and you have a guy who says he's a brilliant mind, even though he's not a brilliant mind at all, I mean, it doesn't really set you up for success. It just, um, I, 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 it, this is so above those guys. It's a Ted Phillips conversation because he kept those guys in power in Chicago. Yeah. And you can't think long-term when your job is on the line for this year, you're only thinking about right now. And that's the problem. Up above those guys haven't stepped in and said, no, this is what we're doing for the long-term health of this organization, and we're not going to allow you guys to make knee-jerk reactions only to save your job for this year. So, uh, listen, I'm telling you, Jay, and listen, I, I'm trying to walk you back from the cliff. So, please walk I, me I'm back. I'm trying to walk you back from the cliff. And, like, Teddy Bridgewater um, this year, his dead cap money, I think, I mean, he signed a three-year, $60 million deal, right? So it's roughly about $20 million a year. You can get Carolina because Carolina is desperate now. Teddy Bridgewater's walking into the office like, what the hell are we doing, right? I'm not the quarterback. I'm, I need to find a location. I need a spot. Teddy Bridgewater don't, doesn't have any more places to go. He can't go to San Francisco because they just moved up, right, to, to make sure why that they take their future Teddy quarterback. Why would you keep Teddy Bridgewater with it's, Sam and why? make no, Sam a project? No, because no. Sam hasn't Sam, proven anything Sam is, he not How a do you pro- know he's the guy for Sam, sure? Sam's not a project. You don't bring in and say, hey, I'm going to have two guys. You're picking up Sam's option. You got you to gotta make sure that Sam can play. You got to give him the opportunity to coach him up. You can't have Teddy Bridgewater sitting behind him. For the, so if Sam struggles, the, 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 the fan base is saying, hey, put Teddy in because Teddy – listen, this team was close last year you know they they lost a lot of close games right and now they're going to have McCaffrey back arguably the most complete 
offensive, offensive weapon, weapon mm-hmm. in the game. Right. You talk about what he's able to do. He, he's every year. He's the closest thing to Marshall Falk that I've seen that can consistently be a thousand thousand guy. And especially with the extra season, you can just bank that he's going to have a thousand yards receiving, a thousand yards rushing. You think about Robbie Anderson being able to stretch the field. You think about DJ Moore being able to run and run the whole route tree. You have to get Teddy Bridgewater out there. Teddy Bridgewater isn't there to compete. He knows when you trade for a 23-year-old quarterback that he's your short-term to maybe your intermediate-term quarterback. So Sam Donald's their future. They're going to pick him up. And if they're going to, do- if they're going to pick up his option and say, hey, we're going to have him next year, he's going to start. You can say whatever That's you 18. want. 18.9 million. Right, he's going to start. So yeah. you can, if you're Chicago, you're going to say, hey, I'll take Teddy Bridgewater off your hands. Why, why don't you just keep Mitchell Trubisky? No. <laughs> why, why just not listen, keep Mitchell Trubisky? I don't understand, I don't understand. Why, why are you let me, doing let me, so- let me tell you something. Mitchell Trubisky was a horrible quarterback. When I say horrible, he limited your playbook so much. One thing you know about Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater isn't going to turn the ball over. He's a competitor. He's a leader. So Bart, you're and telling guys me if you're, rally if you're around, Matt Nagy or Ryan Pace, you're telling me that Teddy Bridgewater and I'm Andy excited. Dalton are going to save your career. No, as I'm, a, t- I'm telling that's what you're telling me. I'm telling you that Teddy Bridgewater can come and elevate your offense. I'm telling you, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, years removed from the knee injury, is confident enough to be able to make plays with his legs. I'm telling you that Teddy Bridgewater has now been able and is willing, much like Alex Smith was, to start pushing the ball down the field. You talk about he almost got Robbie Anderson no, matter of fact, not almost. Robbie Anderson was over 1,000 yards receiving. Yes, he was. And they were connecting on deep balls. So I'm telling you, Teddy Bridgewater, if I'm Matt, if I'm Matt Nagy, what? if I'm Pace, I'm going to get Teddy Bridgewater. And guess what? I get, to get, I get to get Carolina to take some of the money off of his salary this year as well. So now, no, no, Teddy Bridgewater's coming in. And now, because you're always concerned with Teddy Bridgewater's health, now you have Dalton as a good backup at a reasonable price at $10 million. I'm telling you, Chicago, if they're smart, can get Teddy Bridgewater. And Teddy Bridgewater is good enough to get that team with that talent, Tariq Cohen coming back. So Allen Robinson. Go from QB1 to, to QB2. Yeah, to QB2, to Wakanda for life, and they're going to get to the playoffs <laughs> as a wild card. I'll Write it what. down, Jay, if they all do that. All right, all right, so Bart has that. Get off the damn clip. Bart Come on back, man. For the Chicago Bears, we asked the question – of the Sam Darnold trade, who lost it? And it might not be a team that was actually involved in the trade. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729. The tree just fell, Alex. 3776 is Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live from Seaport District Pier 17. We're brought to you by Chase. So coming up next, did the Jets at least get this right? We will hear from a very passionate Jets fan Uh-oh. along the same lines as a lot of us here in New York that are trying to make sense of all this. Coming up next... Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott with J. Will, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. The Jets made breaking moves by trading Sam Darnold to the Panthers. Breaking Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to linkedin.com slash sports. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. KJZ ESPN Radio, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, Jay Will, and joining us in studio, Mike Greenberg, host of Greeny. You'll have Tom Izzo on the show today. <laughs> Yes, uh, Tom is going to come on. I did not know that Sam Darnold was going to get traded when yeah. we booked that, but I'll be happy to talk. You know, like, like in your first hour, that's interesting that you would right, – let's get off the football subject. It's almost no, no, like no. you need that break. We, we, will, we will do probably 85% yeah. of the show on Darnold today, uh, 10% on the Panthers, and then 5% yeah. on the basketball hey, game Hey, Greeny, do you even bother buying first-round Jets jerseys? It's do you so even buy, How many have you burnt? In the last 10 years. Burnt. It, it's so depressing. I, I, what you're referring to, for those who don't know, is that with the trade of, of Sam Darnold, the Jets now do not have a first-round pick on their roster remaining from any it's of their a, choices between 2012 and 2018, <laughs> which is the express train to sucking. Like, <laughs> if, if you want to get from here to as bad as you can possibly be immediately, do that. Just pick. miss on your first-round pick every single year. It, it is an incredible list that Rich Semini put out yesterday that I shared with just about everybody possible to just shake. And there it is right there oh up on the TV goodness. screen as you see it. It's literally every see, year. Wilkerson w- cut, Copel's cut, Sheldon Richardson traded D. Milner. My God. But, but cut. Keep that Calvin list up. Pryor traded. Leonard up. Williams traded. Darren Lee traded. Keep, keep Jamal Adams up. traded. Okay. Sam Darnold now right. traded. So this is why you keep that list up. It's one thing to be bad and say, okay, we got the wrong guy, and you either trade him or get rid of him. It's another thing when you look at that list. For Calvin, nine years no, no, in listen, a row? No, no, listen. Calvin Pryor, not in the NFL anymore. D. Milliner, <laughs> not in the NFL anymore. Muhammad Wilkerson, not in the NFL anymore. Quentin Copels, not in the NFL anymore. Darren Lee, not in the NFL. Jeez. Listen, not only are they bad, they're not even in the NFL anymore. You know how bad you got to suck to be out of the NFL in four years? Somebody would have gave you another damn chance. That's how bad the Jets picks have been. That's why that list is even worse and more damning than it seems off first look. Is this the reverse of the process, Greeny? <laughs> it is. The, the, it, look, it, it is so – and hello, Jay Will. I, I'm, uh, <laughs> hello, Greeny. It, it's it's – it's, look, what is there to be said? It is – it, it, is, it is so bad, it's ridiculous. Now, none of that means yeah. that what they did yesterday was the wrong yeah, thing wrong. to do, but it, it certainly is a depressing snapshot yeah. Yeah. of a franchise in decline for a decade. Gr- Granny, can I ask you before, because you said this when you came on our show the other day. You said, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Patrick Mahomes. If you were in the Jets drafted during the same time Sam Darnold, like, you wouldn't be successful either. Do you still feel that way oh, today? absolutely. Look, I'm going to open my show today, uh, the radio show, with two words. Ryan Tannehill. 
Ryan Tannehill's QBR when he was playing for Adam Gase was lower, two points lower than Sam Darnold's is. Ryan Tannehill today is a well above average NFL quarterback. And Mm -hmm. I'm not sitting here telling you that Sam Darnold is about to make everyone forget Patrick Mahomes. That's very unlikely. But do I believe Sam Darnold with good coaching and reasonable talent around him has a chance to be an above average NFL quarterback? I absolutely do. And so the decision you make in, in yesterday yeah. is to trade three first-round picks for Zach Wilson. That's essentially what the Jets did. They gave up three the opportunity to trade that yeah. pick for three first-round picks and take Zach Wilson. And all you can do as a fan is hope that it was the right decision. Yeah, and for me, it's not even the fact that they believe – I don't think they believe that Zach Wilson is a much better quarterback than Sam Darnold. What this was about is setting the clock back. Remember, Joe Douglas won a Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal. This opportunity, this gives you more opportunities, Greeny, to miss, right? And this allows you to load up in free agency, right? So it's like the law of averages. Now they don't have to worry about, you know, giving Sam Darnold $20 million a year, $25 million a year. They can give the, they can take those resources and go out and get good players that are already proven and hope that Zach Wilson or whoever they decide to take at number two can develop. And it's not an indictment on Sam Darnold. It's just that his greatness, much like Jamal Adams, didn't time up with the schedule of when the Jets are truly going to try and win, which I think they kicked the can down the road and really try and be but a good football team. when the hell is that going to be, Bart? Yeah, I mean, that's, nice, nice to know that one. Here's in, the thing. in two years. Okay, but here's the thing. The New York Jets, in, in three weeks from Thursday, yeah. will become the first team in the history of the common draft, which dates back to 1967, which happens to be the year I was yeah. born. And I'm a freaking old man now, so that's how long this has been going on, okay? Um, They will be the first team ever to take a quarterback in the first three picks twice in a four-year stretch. So Mm. the Jets, this is where they should have been three Mm -hmm. years ago. They drafted their savior. They should have been building around him. So what they did was they tank. This would be like tanking two years from now. That's exactly what the Jets did. So when exactly is the timing? What exactly is the master plan? Next next year. I can't wait for next year anymore. How many next years are we waiting for? How many times as a Jets fan do you need to two years away from being two years away? But listen, listen, how many times times did the Arizona Cardinals you know, have this conversation? How many times did the Yanks have this conversation? How many times did creamsicle Tampa Bay Buccaneers have this conversation? That's just because it hasn't worked in recent history or in history ever doesn't mean that this isn't the right move and this is the time to do it with the right person making the decisions in Joe Douglas. I'm just telling you this is the plan. Will it work? I don't know because I don't know what Zach Wilson is, but when you have a cheap quarterback, it allows you to miss. It allows you to build a team up, much like Mark Sanchez had, a team that can have good veterans around. They just have to say that, hey, we're okay. We see it happening in this town right now with the Knicks, right? It's not because the Knicks are talented. It's because they're coached well, so they punch above their weight. The Jets are trying to punch above their weight and, ba- and make a move to try and be good in a couple of years. Because no matter what they bring, no matter if they would have kept Sam Darnold and they would have got a boatload of picks and brought a lot of talent in, they weren't being better than Buffalo. They weren't going to be better than New England this year. And Miami is doing something very sneaky. Because now Miami is the only team that has the ammunition to go get Russell Wilson mm-hmm. next year, to go get Deshaun Watson, because you're not giving up on your quarterback the second year if you bring Zach Wilson in. So that takes the Jets out of it and that puts Miami squarely in position to go get one or two of those quarterbacks because Tua Tungavailoa is a year younger in the process than Sam Darnold. 
Let me ask you this, Greeny, because obviously we look at it from the Jets' perspective, but we were also asking this question earlier as well. And I, a friend of mine in Chicago who's been in Chicago media for a long time, I was going back and forth with him about this last night, and he is livid that the fact that the Bears weren't even involved in Sam Darnold, that they went all in on Andy Dalton without even thinking about Sam Darnold. Are you surprised that that was never an option for Chicago? I guess. I, I think that Sam Darnold – here's what Andy Dalton is that Sam Darnold isn't. I think Andy Dalton is ready to walk in right now, be the guy, has all the experience you can possibly have, and doesn't need to be sort of rebuilt. And Sam Darnold needs to be rebuilt from the ground up. He needs to be deprogrammed. If he was yeah. – whatever that is, like a SIM card or wh- whatever it is you deprogram and start all over again from yeah. the beginning, yeah. that's what he needs. Control-alt-delete. Exactly. <laughs> he needs to be broken down, start all over again, and, and start building it from scratch. Yeah. You, you need to treat him like a rookie he is only 23 years old he's 23 years old and about to be playing for his third head coach just think about that for a minute but but so from that standpoint I get it I I think what happened with the Bears I'm not sure who I I know all the Chicago media people so I'm not sure who you were talking to but um, what I would say is that the thing with the with with the with the Bears is I think they were all in on Russell Wilson and I don't think they're done with that that that's my gut feeling is that they still are trying to figure out some way to make that happen that which which is a pipe dream yeah. Yeah. but I don't think they've given up on that completely you're, you're if you're if you're Brian Pace and and you're Matt Nagy you need to win this year yeah. right I mean yes, or you're going to get fired like week six mm-hmm. and I don't think Sam Darnold is the answer to that question yeah. and that's not to say that Andy Dalton is long term either yeah. but he probably hits the ground running yeah. week one faster than Sam does Greeny the Bears can be and write this down like I said the Bears can be a wild card playoff team this yeah, year. Yeah, well, they were and, last year. And, and and what I'm saying is, it's not QB1. It's QBB. Teddy Bridgewater mm. is the move. Well, Teddy Bridgewater is the move because when you think about it, Teddy Bridgewater is a guy that's played in the division. He's a guy that threw for 3,700 yards last year without McCaffrey. Right, So if I'm Ryan Pace and I'm Matt Nagy, I'm saying, get me that guy. This is a guy that he showed that he can stay healthy. I know he was dinged up a little bit last year, but see right there, he's confident in the knee, confident enough to do off-schedule plays. He's able to push the ball down the field because he knows that's where the game is. Remember, he was reluctant to do that early in his career. He's 29 years old. You can get Carolina to be able to eat some of that salary. So the move is, right, in the three teams, and this is how it usually works, you see that, you know, Carolina, because if I'm Teddy Bridgewater, I'm walking in the office, what the hell's going on? Get me out of here. It's nowhere for him to go. He can't go to Pittsburgh. He can't go to San Francisco. San Francisco has Jimmy G, and they're going to hire their, they're going to sign their future quarterback. So Teddy Bridgewater is going to go there, and I think Nick Foles is going to be your starting quarterback week one for the Jets and I think that's going to be the guy that bridges because there's no veteran quarterbacks out there. You talk about Joe Douglas. He's won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. He's familiar. He's a guy that can do the RPOs. He's a guy that I tell you he's like wine. He's great in moderation. He can be moderation <laughs> out here for you. And he can allow you to hand the ball off like Fitzpatrick did yes. to, 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 to a tongue of Iloa last year, like Tyrod yes. Taylor was supposed to do to Justin Herbert. So that's the move. And now you Bart, have you're an opportunity making, to have Bart, Teddy Bridgewater. My head is spinning yeah. around. Yeah, that's, I mean, we're, we're bringing Teddy Bridgewater back to the Jets. Like, I, no, 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 he's got him. See, I, it's Ted, hard. 
You, you got to go with the. You got to. We need this on a board somewhere where we just start. Like, you got Teddy Bridgewater it. in Chicago yeah. and Nick oh, Foles Chicago, with okay. the Jets. Okay. I, I've heard people connecting Teddy Bridgewater to Denver also at this point because of a connection to George Payton, who's the offensive coach That's there. That's a possibility. There, there, there are a lot. Of, I, I agree with you on Bridgewater. I like Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is the best quarterback that nobody seems to want. Right. So I'm with you on all of that. But at the end of the day, look to circle it back to the situation with the Bears. The Bears are picking 20th in the draft for a reason. Yeah. The Jets are picking second. The Bears are picking 20th because yeah, right. they aren't bad, because they have a Super Bowl-caliber defense, and they have some weapons yeah. on that team. I, I don't know that with Andy Dalton there, I believe they're the second-best team. They have a chance, at least, to be the second-best team in that division. And right. with seven teams making the playoffs this year, could yep. they go 9-7 and seven and get in? Of course they could. So absolutely. But I think if you're a fan of the Bears, you were thinking to yourself, we are one great quarterback away mm. from being a potentially a Super Bowl team, which they are, and I'm not convinced that, they, that they've given up on trying to get that quarterback this offseason, and if not, then they'll try and do it next offseason. Greeny, we appreciate you uh, stopping by, and I know it's, it's an emotional day, as it usually <laughs> is whenever the Jets do something like this, and you don't know really how, what to believe. But uh, 85% jersey, of the show coming up later on, uh, Greeny, uh, at, at 10 o'clock on ESPN Radio. At least you'll have a little bit of Tom Izzo and some college basketball to talk as well. Every three years, like clockwork, I have to go to the DMV and legally change my children's names. So, so like my my kids, I first named them. This is a true story. When my son Stephen was born, December of two thousand two, I was campaigning with my wife to name him Chadwick Lavernia Santana Greenberg. I got (laughs) voted down on that one to one. Then we signed Sanchez. I wanted to rename one of the kids Mark and one of the kids Sanchez. Got voted down on that. (laughs) Then we drafted Sam Darnold. I actually did legally rename my children Sam and Darnold and now I got to go down there and rename one of them Zach and one of them Wilson. I'm getting pretty tired <laughs> changing my children's name. Stacey, you know, Stacey is the best wife of all wives only, if she lets that happen. <laughs> and the only jersey to buy if you're a Jets fan is, is Joe Namath because it's the only one that stands exactly. the test of time. Yeah, they'll trade Quinn and Williams next year. <laughs> He's the one on their ticket thing. By the way, the, the legendary ticket thing. Right. I was wondering who they would put on there. They put Quinn and Williams, who was in every trade rumor last year, right? Oh, All exactly. they talked about was trading uh, Quinn and Williams. Yeah. They, 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 and now he's the person they're using to sell tickets. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Greeny, thank you so much. We got to let him run. He's got to get Good up to, to do. And then his show Bye, as Greeny. well. We appreciate you. All Bye, right. Jay. Cutting your wireless help. bill in half feels Thank good. Twenty get twenty five gigs of high speed data for forty five bucks a month. That's up to fifty percent less than the other guys. Straight talk wireless. So will Aaron Rodgers finish his career in Green Bay? That's coming up after Sports Center. Patterson will put the brakes on and dribble this one out, and the Baylor Bears do indeed bear down to knock off the unbeaten Gonzaga Bulldogs and claim the school's first men's basketball championship. That's how it sounded on Westwood One NCAA Radio Network as Baylor wins the men's national basketball championship in 86-70 drubbing of Gonzaga. It's Baylor's first national championship in program history and it also ends the Zags' unbeaten season. That means, of course, the 76 Indiana Hoosiers remain the last unbeaten national champion in men's basketball history. Baylor never trailed in the game and led by as many as 20 points in the second half. In the NBA, James Harden returned to the lineup for Brooklyn and then left four minutes later as he was ruled out for the remainder of the game on Monday night against the Knicks because of right hamstring tightness. Coach Steve Nash said after the game that Harden's tests were normal. On the women's court, UConn Paige Beckers won the John R. Wooden Award on Monday night, becoming the first freshman 
to win the honor, which is given annually to the top women's college basketball player in the country. Sports Center brought to you by Goodyear. Goodyear knows from here on out, every game is a chance to create momentum, to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to get through the playoffs, and it takes everything to capture a title. Goodyear, more driven. KJZ, Alan Hom, Bart Scott with Jay Will, kicking it with you. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll get some calls rolling in here in a minute, but mm-hmm. as the quarterback stories continue in the NFL, it's the Aaron Rodgers story that also continues as he's been hosting Jeopardy and is answering <laughs> questions when it comes to his future. Uh in Green Bay. So we've already played the beautiful mystery stuff. We've already talked about how he said it's out of his control. You heard Adam Schefter say he doesn't, he believes a, that Adam Schefter would like to leave Green Bay and B that uh, it's less likely that he will, what do you say? It was most likely he will not finish his career in Green Bay. So, all right. So a, a Ron, uh, the latest conversation he had was, was Pat McAfee. And he talked about his contract situation with the Packers. Nothing's really changed. You know, my 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 future uh, is is really a lot of it's out of my control. Uh, um, you know that's why I mentioned you know using words like uh, phrase like beautiful mystery, like because it is uh, it is quite uh, uncertain uh, which directions that things are going to go. Um, all I can do is play my best, and I feel like last year I did do that, and and may have thrown a wrench into some timelines that may have been thought about or desired, but ultimately. <laughs> um, Ultimately, you know, things haven't really changed on that front. And that is, again, YouTube.com slash the Pat McAfee show. Bar, what, what, what do we take from this? He, he does That's, talk about it a lot. He is promoting his – you know, he's doing all these spots right now promoting uh, what he's doing with for Jeopardy as he's a celebrity yeah. host for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, he's a but he's talking a lot about show. it. Yeah, he's a regular. No, no, he, right, he does talk to McAfee a lot. Yeah. I mean, listen, this is exactly what I've been saying, right? You know, he threw a wrench in their plans because, like I said – they're looking at him as a at a thirty as a thirty eight year old quarterback. He's not a thirty eight year old quarterback. He's a thirty five year old quarterback because he didn't play his first three years. So you got to subtract those years off the the mileage that you have on his body. He's been relatively healthy. I know he got banged up a couple years in a row, but you know now he's saying like I threw a wrench in their plans because I played at such a high level that I put pressure on them to sell to the fan base that they're all about winning. If I'm playing at a high level and they're deciding to move on for me with a younger, unproven quarterback that had questions about was he ready to play coming out of Nevada. So when he says that, I think it's always fluid for him. If they want to build around me, I'm cool with that. But I'm okay moving on as well because I've seen what's happened. And I know eventually you got to pay Zaire Alexander. You got to pay Amos. You got to pay some of these young guys. And eventually I can't walk around with a a $40 million cap hit. Right. So you guys have to make a decision and they're hoping and they're waiting to see if he's going to fall off. If he has the same type of season that he had last year, it's no way that you're cutting an MVP caliber type of talent. Or if he wins the MVP, you can't you can't sell it to your fan base. But he just had one, Jay. He just had an MVP caliber season and we're going to wait another year now. They're always waiting for you on the year to year when you get old. I mean, look, if you were to ask me uh, betting, I mean, I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to finish his career with the Green Bay Packers. I don't. I, I think there's a trend now happening with the money that's coming into the league where you'll see quarterbacks on their last deal, uh, since there's an infusion of money, uh, look to go to different places uh, to really have, the, have it their own way. I mean, Tom Brady set that example. 
Peyton Manning did that towards the end of his career. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of these cases. So, and I, I think the beautiful part for a guy like Aaron Rodgers, the genius of it is between all these platforms that he has, you know, that's Pat McAfee, if that's Jeopardy, there will be a ton of digs at his own organization where you will continue to sense that he's not happy. He's going to be a professional. He's going to do his job. He understands the business and how it works. Green Bay has obviously made that very apparent, Bart, and what they believe and what their strategy is, right? They drafted Jordan Love that high for a reason. That's fine, but you're going to have a disgruntled person in Aaron Rodgers who's going to make everybody know about it, and he's going to put them on blast. And I think this is a spark that will continue to let him rise to the occasion to play at an MVP caliber, and I think he'll eventually take that somewhere else. See, but here's the problem, Jay. Like, you talk about Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning got injured. He had so many neck surgeries. Tom Brady contract ran out. You know, when you look at, when you look at Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is under contract for another two years. Now, if you talk about the infusion of money and the cash that we expect from the TV deals, then they can be able to absorb his cap hit because they're going to have more cap space because the salary cap is going to go up in the next couple of years. So it's not really up to him. That's why he keeps saying it's on the organization because if they want to keep him, they don't have to move him unless he starts becoming the squeaky wheel. Oh, I understand wheel, that, that Bart. Much like Russell Wilson's out there like, move me, move me. They're like, no, why are we going to move you and have to sit on a $36 million uh, salary cap hit. No, we're not doing that. But if Aaron Rodgers is playing at MVP caliber, you know, clip, and you start looking at maybe next year Tom Brady's going to retire, then who's the who's the king dog in that in, in that in that division or in the NFC? It's going to be Green Bay. It is definitely a topic. Again, the quarterback stories this off season. I don't think we've ever seen. It's unprecedented the amount, and it's not just the the number of quarterbacks. It's also the names we're talking about. Again, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, now Aaron Rodgers, all involved in this. And maybe it all started because Tom Brady decided it was time to move on. And then the success he had after that because a franchise welcomed him in and said, whatever you need, we'll get it for you. And then, of course, it resulted in a championship. So Aaron Rodgers remains in Green Bay. The question, of course, how long? As he can join a list of names that it wouldn't be surprising. Tom Brady moved on, as I mentioned. Peyton Manning moved on. Brett Favre moved on. Joe Montana moved on. Everybody moved on. Joe Namath wore a Rams jersey, for Pete's sake. So it has certainly happened. But as we continue, we get back into the college basketball conversation. So what does losing the national championship mean for Mark Few's legacy? We'll discuss that next after Jay has this from Granger. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. You see, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. That's right, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people even safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. The Madness. And the Baylor Bears the school's first men's basketball championship. The Westwood One NCAA Radio Network. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. On Jay Will Zubin, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hom, Bart Scott, Jay Will. We are joined by the coach, Seth Greenberg. So today on ESPN Daily, Baylor is your NCAA champion. Myron, Met- Myron Metcalf gives us a final game postmortem and reflects on the season from Indianapolis. That's ESPN Daily. Listen on your favorite podcast app. So, coach who, by the way, joins us via the Goodyear Hotline brought to you by Wendy's, proud sponsor of the 2021 John R. Wooden Men's and Women's Player of the Year. We, look, we, we looked at this game, and, and you know, I, I love the stat going in that the preseason one versus two, in the previous years, the number two seed is 4-0. and Well, now it's 5-0. and Were you surprised by how easy it looked for Baylor in this game? Yeah, no doubt I was surprised. It's funny, uh, yesterday when I kind of had a – Second, kind of step back. Uh, I looked at the game in a different through a different prism. Uh, I looked at the game and I said, "Like, who has the better backcourt? It was Baylor. Who's the better defensive team? It was Baylor. Who's the better rebounding team? It was Baylor. The one positive was obviously Drew Timmy was going to be a matchup nightmare. Baylor dominated this game. They were bigger, stronger, quicker, uh, more competitive. I mean, they dominated the game on the backboards from the first play of the game. Ball goes up." Boom, the offensive rebound. If ball goes up, boom, the offensive rebound. They get three consecutive offensive rebounds. Mark Vidal had eight offensive rebounds. The whole Gonzaga team only had five. And then defensively, I I had to say ball pressure buys time. The ball pressure of Baylor pushed Gonzaga out a step further. The ball pressure of Baylor created deflections, got obviously Gonzaga out, uh, Baylor out in transition. They scored 10 points off their defense. And then from the three-point line, they made five more threes than Gonzaga. They dominated the game. Did I expect them to dominate the game? No. I did at the end expect them to win. That's why I picked them on our game day show because as I really sat down and kind of got away from the euphoria of how Gonzaga plays, the beauty of their offensive execution, I looked at it and I said, wait a second. How do you win? They're experienced. They rebound. They defend. They make threes. 
So I picked them, but I mean, you know, that was just lucky. I mean, just how hard they played and how dominant they were defensively. Mm. Uh, the backcourt was just phenomenal. Big boy, I really appreciate you joining the show. We've had a lot of those nights in college basketball where we're up pretty late doing yeah. Sports Center and it's a quick turnaround. So I appreciate you bringing the energy. I, I have to ask you this Is Mark Few the best coach to not win a title? I mean, there are a lot of good guys that haven't won a title. Look, me. <laughs> uh, Way to defuse it. I just love it. Make the stinking tournament. Uh, Mark Few is will win it. Mark Few will win championship. He'll win championship. Look, look, he had a special team. They were historically good offensively. They had a great chemistry. They were a great passing team, a great cutting team. Uh, he's got an incredible recruiting class coming in. He's going to be obviously be able to kind of reach into the transfer portal. The rumor is that he's going to get Chet Holmgren, the, the high school kid out of Minneapolis, and Walker Kessel potentially. Uh, he's got the Sally kid who's committed a 6'5 guard. Look, he's going to be there again. Look, it's hard to be undefeated. Jay, well, you know this. Yeah. It's hard to win uh, a national championship. I mean, there's such a fine line. Now, the manner in which Baylor won the game uh, was probably disappointing to him because I think he expected more from his team. But you know, talking to Mark all season long, this is interesting. We had a conversation in January, and we were talking about Baylor because uh, they were undefeated. Baylor was undefeated. And I said, what do you think of him? Like, I was kind of picking his brain, kind of what he thought. He goes, man, whew, they, they are ridiculous defensively. They play so hard. They get up underneath you. So they would be a team that would give us a real problem. And that's pretty good forecasting. I wish I used it. But, but uh, Seth, but here's the problem, yeah, he, though, right? Here's what happens, Seth. Is that and, and we, Al and I talked about it on our show last week. You know, I was like, the more they win, the more people are going to start putting them in this, this threshold of could they be the best team ever, right? So think about mm. one end of the spectrum. We're, we're considering Gonzaga to be the best team potentially to ever wear a uniform. Like, they're that good of an offense. Like, we've talked about it, you and I. And then to get to a national yeah. championship game, especially the way they arrived there with Jalen Suggs making that shot against UCLA, to get beat down like that. The juxtaposition of that, that's a, that's a hard narrative to get away from, right? It's Because it kind of fits into yeah. what we've seen from Gonzaga from years past. I mean, two times they made the Final Four in the past four uh, men's you know, NCAA years. tournaments. And they, to the championship game, they haven't won it. Yeah, but, you know, there was a time where Jay Wright didn't win it either. Agreed. We, yes, and I then he won two that. out of four. You know, so, I mean, like, if you keep on knocking, there was a time that Roy Williams didn't win it. There was a time Dean Smith didn't win it. There's a time that all guys haven't won it. It's hard to win it. I mean, John Calipari's won one. He's been to how many? So, like, it's hard to finish the deal. I don't think it was the pressure of being undefeated. Like, I don't think it was that. I just think Baylor was better. I think Baylor had the ability, with their defense, with their guard play, with their relentless rebounding, they were plus 16 on the glass. Plus 16. Or they had 16 offensive. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. I mean, they. I mean, they were plus eleven, but they had sixteen offensive rebounds. I mean, it, it was just too much for them. Baylor, the DNA of Baylor, in relation to Gonzaga, was just a bad matchup. You know what? Few is going to get players. He's going to continue to win. He's going to continue to knock on that door, uh, and eventually they're going to break through. But this team he had was special, historic offensive team. But they just weren't as good as Baylor. And I'll tell you one thing. If they played ten times, I think Zag would win one or two. I think wow. Baylor would beat them 
eight out of ten because they're so mm-hmm. physical, so tough, so long, so athletic. And Jonathan Chama Chachua and Mark Vidal, those are grown men, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, their ability to move their feet. Those perimeter guys, and then the guys look. The guys they come off the bench with. They were plus fourteen off the bench. Seth, can I, I ask mean, you? Flagler's you know, knocking down threes. Jonathan Chama Chachua is defending all over the floor. I mean. Baylor's a special team, and you know what? All that stuff about Scott Drew, Scott Drew can't coach, that one's done because that dude coached his rear end off. Yeah, I wanted, that's what I wanted to ask you, Seth, and we got about a minute to go here. It's just about Scott Drew, and we talked about it earlier in the show, the, the story of Baylor basketball and where they were 18 years ago and what he did to help bring that, that program back from the brink. Incredible. Incredible. And I tell you, think about their lineup. Let's go through their lineup. They've got a transfer from UNLV, a transfer from Presbyterian, a transfer from uh, Asheville. I mean, they've got a transfer from Auburn. He's developed, obviously, Jared Butler, who ended up going to Baylor after he committed to Alabama, and then uh, Avery Johnson got let go. So, I mean, like, you look at the makeup. They do a great job in player development. They they create a great sense of family. Like, you can see those kids Mm -hmm. really enjoy each other and buy into everything they do. The guy's done an incredible job. I mean, think what he inherited. Think where they are now. Man, waking up being Scott Drew right now is a pretty good thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's pretty amazing. It's also great to wake up as Seth Greenberg. You've had a heck of a run here. We appreciate it. That's a nightmare. No, come on now. (laughs) Stop. You brought the heat, and you you called it. You called it, and that certainly was a game. I still think, even though it was a blowout, it did sort of live up to something because it was a special ending and one maybe we didn't expect to see coming. Seth, thanks so much, as always, for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Bart, good seeing you, brother. Always a pleasure. You thought I was a stat. He thought I was a, a fathead. Bart's best segment so far in the show. <laughs> so, but he's got a lot to say coming up next because how much pressure will Zach Wilson face as a Jets starter? We will discuss.